Cannabis Entertainment Network. Please subscribe, hit that like button, and as always, leave a comment, and thank you for enjoying the video. Shot to right, slicing toward the pesky pole, down the line, and it's going to be a right here. Line down the right field line toward the pesky pole, leaping up, and that ball is gone, that's a home run. They're brought of our Nesson team as well. High fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole, that one tucked in, and that ball is going to be against the wall, and in the second base, number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to another episode of the pesky podcast this is episode 65 and what an episode this is gonna be uh i am your host the rit with me as always is dc the og and with us once again we've got our man rob and we've got our head video guy judd so let's start with uh let's start with you dc What's been going on, man? Not much, buddy. Just enjoying the holidays. I have a lot of days off from work, so can't complain. Oh, you got to love those days off. OG, man, what's been going on? I, I seen that you kind of uh, got a little guest appearance on the Fox for, uh, Foxborough Fellows podcast. Yeah, I did my best uh, relief pitch effort last night. Uh Help uh, our good friend out. Uh, had a good time doing that. Uh, other than that, it's the holiday season. Looking forward to a nice long weekend. And uh, excited to get the gang, gang together and, and talk Red Sox. We finally got something to talk about tonight. Yeah, about time. Rob, man, uh, it's been a, been a couple episodes since you came on, man. How's it been going? It's been going good. I'm glad to be back, and I'm excited to talk Red Sox. The New Year's right around the corner, and I think the Red Sox season is looking a lot brighter, especially what we found out today. Yeah, and, and Jut, my man, uh, you got back from a little uh, a little business trip. Uh, you you got to meet somebody kind of uh, kind of near and dear to us, Red Sox heart. So. Uh, Oh man, I should have had you uh, pull up the picture. I could have went and showed the picture of you together with him. So, Judge uh, says Florida was unsuccessful because he lost all four games, and the weather was crazy. Yeah, hey, the weather was crazy, but it couldn't have been that bad, you know. When we when you went and sent the BSEN uh, chat we have, and the look and the picture, the smile on your face of uh, a, a rival, we should say, man, you you you're pretty you're pretty happy about that. So, but but the but the bigger news overall. We finally got a little – we're out of first gear, guys. We're not full throttle, but but we're in second gear. We're going a little a little coasting. Red Sox just got the sign, Lucas Gialetto. Uh, the pesky party hour earlier this week, we went and covered uh, in depth about his stats, his pitches, 
what they would do in, with Fenway Park. And I wasn't a really big guy, uh, you know, for signing him. Mike kind of went and talked me into it. So uh, let, let's go around the around the uh, horn here. DC, what were your thoughts right away about the the big news of the signing? Finally, that was the the thing that came to mind. I mean, obviously, we're almost at a new year. We have a lot of time left until spring training, but we needed to get something done. Um, it's a win-win for both sides. You know, low risk, high reward. Um, I think if he pitches well, he's obviously going to opt out, but I'm pretty sure we can offer a qualifying offer to him, which will, you know, kind of get us something back just if we do lose him. Um, and I think he I think he bounces back. Andrew Bailey, you know, get him back in the lap with him. And I obviously, he you know, he had some personal problems last year. Um, divorce, you know, I think we all forget that these are regular people too. You know, they live lives just like we do. Um, stuff like that can definitely affect you. So I'm excited to see him, you know, and I did read a tweet. I forget who it was. I think uh, Tyler from uh, Name Redacted. He said uh, it might have been him. I could be wrong. But um, if he was in Fenway last year, he would have given up 12 less, you know, 12 fewer home runs. So I know that is concern, but that is a little, you know, comforting to, to hear that. So overall, pretty happy with it. I think we definitely need another arm. But, you know, we're headed in the right direction, like Rob said. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robbie Hyde tweeted out and. I've been digging into a lot of his tweets lately, so I, I got to throw him out there. Uh, his videos said, are anyone, awesome. Oh, man, I already reached out to him, man. Uh, for anyone wondering why uh, Gioletto got almost $20 million a season after a bad second half, he has at least 160 innings pitch, each going back to 2018, with only one season under 170, minus 2020. The Red Sox needed innings. He had uh, 10Ks per nine and – 3.6 uh, balls on base per nine last season and a solid K to walk ratio. Uh, he had a 3.79 ERA and a 4.43 uh, FIP on the first half of a 2023 on a bad team. You know, second half, he had some personal issues while pitching two different teams across the country. So, you know, I, that, that looks like, Something we need. We need somebody who can eat innings, someone that's dependable, something that we did not have last year. Uh, George, what were your thoughts when uh, there was breaking news? Yeah, I was – I mean, he'd been on the radar for quite a while. And, um, you know, sometimes the change of scenery will do good. Uh, I'm sure that Breslow and Bailey saw something that they thought that they could fix. Uh you know, and he eats innings, you know, and, and listen, we need somebody that can reliably do six, seven innings every game. You know, uh, you get a couple of those guys on, in your rotation, you you know, the bullpen gets a little less taxed and can go a little bit further. So, yeah, I'm – this is a very good signing for them right now. I'm, this is this is good. It's not enough, but it's certainly a good – Good signing to get at least you know get out of the starting gate. So, Rob, what were your thoughts? Well, first things first, I'm excited to have a, a starting pitcher in the rotation, especially after last season where we had to watch Caleb Ort open games and Brendan Bernardino, Nick Pavetta, guys like that. So it's good to start solidifying the rotation. And he does have a high ceiling. He has shown glimpses of greatness, especially in 2021 with the White Sox. And even this year, I think his last start he had against 
the Texas Rangers, he pitched seven shutout innings. So he is a guy that with the right pitching coach, especially Andrew Bailey, I think he'll be great. And like like DC said, obviously it's hard when you're going through a divorce and then not only going through not one, but pitching for two, but three different teams in the year. It's hard because you got to change locations. You're moving places. It's just a lot to take in mentally too. So I think having a good pitching coach, being able to be in the same spot for hopefully a year or two, I think, especially these numbers at Fenway Park, they look pretty good. So hopefully this is a sign for the right thing. We're not full throttling yet, but it's definitely a start. Okay, where would you guys uh, put him at in the rotation as of right now, uh, one through five? DC? Uh, three. Or no, our starters right now, I'd say two. Two? Okay, George? Yeah, two. Based Rob? on what we have right now. I'd probably say two or three, likely two, just for what we have right now. Judd? Two? So, okay. Uh, what? Okay, we just signed him. What's next to go? You know, are, is there going to be a trade for a starting pitcher? Uh, are we going to sit there and sign an outfielder? Uh, sure up second base? Uh, Rob, let's start with you. What are you thinking? There's a lot of things I think the Red Sox can do, especially right now. I think solidifying the rotation is the main focus. So I think I would still want Jordan Montgomery on this team. I think he would be the perfect ace for the Red Sox. But if not, there's a lot of rumors going around that if they can get there's two options. There's either A, you go after Montgomery, or there's the people are saying trading with the Marlins for Jesus Lazardo but you have to trade off at least like a couple prospects or an outfielder. But there are rumors that Teoscar Hernandez is very close to signing or is interested in signing with the Red Sox. A reliable source, a.k.a. me, not saying that I'm a big source, but he did like a tweet of me that I posted out of him in a Red Sox uniform, as you guys can see right here. It's pretty crazy. So maybe that's a sign. And he follows the Red Sox Spanish page on there, Red Sox Day Baseball on Twitter. And he only follows teams that he plays for. So maybe this is a sign that he could be coming to Boston. Yeah, uh, that there would be a huge signing for us. Uh, it would help us out. Uh, DC and George and I were talking a little bit about it. Uh, I th This is just my opinion. I don't think we can sign Teosco right away until we know we can get one of our other outfielders, uh, Duran, uh, Abreu, uh, somebody else traded. To, for a starting pitcher to bring him in, uh, DC. Well, what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, what do you think is going to be the next move? And since Rob, you know, brought up Teoscar, uh, what do you think about him? I love Teoscar. Um, that'd be a thing. Be a great signing. I, uh, you know, you and I, we disagreed a little bit in the chat before. I think, um, I think you make a move now. You've been stagnant for a couple years. I don't think that really hinges, you know, hinders any ability to trade anybody, especially, you know. A young talent like Duran or Abreu, I think you can make that move at any point. Um, but I'd be totally down for Teoscar. He eats in Fenway. Um, we need a we need a right-handed power bat, and I would just love to see him. But I do think, obviously, starting pitching is the most important. You need to you know be in the games, um, not only just uh, score runs, but um, I, I do think a trade is probably the next route for a pitcher. I mean, I would love Luzardo for Miami. I think, like Rob said, it would take a, a hefty uh, price, but I think. Um, you know, you got to make those kind of moves. You got to make those decisions. We have the farm system to do it. Um, but I would love a trade for a pitcher. And I think uh, Teoscar trade is, uh, or not trade, uh, signing would be 
would be awesome. We'd definitely be uh, a lot more improved than we were, you know, a week ago. Yeah, um, I, I might be wrong, but I think Lozardo has three years of control left. You know, that's that's what his that's what would boost his uh, what we have to send back for him. And George, what are your thoughts on what the next move would be? And with uh, possibly bringing in Teoscar? I think they got to wait uh, before they bring in Teoscar. Uh, they, they need their, their need, and it's no secret, we've talked about it a million times, they need pitching. Um, I would I take a flyer on talking to Paxton and have him come back. He ran out of gas last year. I mean, you know, he hadn't pitched in forever. And he would look very, very good the, the the front part of the season when he finally got, you know, in the rotation in June. But he hadn't pitched and he ran out of gas. Um, you know, he had a good offseason. I suspect he is. He's a, he's a pro. He's trying to sign on with somebody. I think you bring him in. Uh, he's another guy that, that can do the 6-7 thing when he's healthy. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think Teosco would tear up the wall uh, in Fenway, but I think – First things first, uh, I think you can make a deal for a bat, okay? Their bats are always available. Good p- pitching, as we, as we know, you know, found out. I mean, the, the only thing that scares me about the Montgomery thing is Montgomery is represented by Boris, right? So that ends up being yeah. an insane bidding war. And you know the Mets are stung because they were looking to get Giolito, and they just got, you know, left out of you know, out in the cold with this one. So, you know, somebody's going to want to spend stupid money and – that's what gets you in trouble when you're forced to spend like more than you really should on somebody because that, that usually hamstring is somewhere down the line. So, yeah, I think another pitcher, but you know, trade, maybe bring Paxton or both. So. Yeah. uh, Well, let's, uh, let's touch base back. Uh, pulled up that video, that, that photo. Look at him, (laughs) look at him getting his picture taken, man. If only he knew how much of a diehard Red Sox fan you actually are, do you think that would that photo would would be all smiles for him? Like that is absolutely that's a, it's a great experience. But man, if he only knew their jut, how much of a Yankees fan he, uh, I mean, a Red Sox fan you actually were. I I don't know if he'd be smiling as much. So. Uh, okay, quick question. Uh, we're going to go around. Say we were tr- able to trade for Lazardo. Maybe sign Paxton, too. Trade, we're saying Abreu, maybe Hauk, uh, maybe one of our prospects, you know, that maybe even a Rafaela that, you know, people don't want to see. Down for, to get Lazardo. And then we sign Hernandez. Would you guys be okay and think that's a, a significant improvement with the rotation being Lazardo, Violetto, Sale, um, Bayo, and Cutter Crawford, for instance? Hernandez is in the outfield. You know, would you guys would you guys sit there and be happy with that? Uh, DC, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, 
our rotation would be definitely upgraded. You know, we'd have an ace. Uh, I think uh, that trade you're gonna have to. I think you're gonna have to add. You know, one of our top prospects into that. You know, so you got to decide if that's worth it. I think it is. Um, and yeah, and signing that bat that we that right-handed bat that we desperately need. And like I said, he destroys Fenway. It'd be fun to watch in a home home uniform instead of you know him coming to visit. Um, but yeah, I'd be very happy with that. Um, just just to return, you'd be giving up a lot. You know, it would you know probably piss off some Red Sox fans, but you got to pay for pitching, especially pitching of that caliber and the contract uh, control that you have. DC, who's the prospect that you're giving up? I think you got to throw up in either Meyer or Anthony. You have to. I, I think you do um, in some sort of package. I don't think Rafael is maybe in that deal because I think, uh, you know, how, you know, like you said, but I think you have to go with the top guy, um, which would be hard to do, but sometimes okay. you got to do it. George, what are your thoughts on, on that potential offseason? And what prospect would you be giving up for Lazardo? Um, I don't see them giving up Roman Anthony in that deal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave up, as you said, a Hauk, because right now Hauk, in my opinion, belongs on the bullpen. And I wouldn't be surprised if they threw in – they did like a – Amada, a Blyce, and somebody else, um, you know, uh, Mickey Romero, even, you know, who's got a relatively high ceiling, got hurt at the end of the year, but he, he certainly would fetch something. Uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, we, I'm not sold on, on sale at, in your starting rotation. I, I, I keep waiting for that's what you keep waiting for the tires to come off on that. So yeah, that would be, that would be my only caveat in that, that include them in your rotation, but Lozado. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, that would be a major upgrade. And, it, you know, with the front, with a, a front of Lozado, uh, Giolito and Bayo, that's, that's a, Pretty formidable one, two, three, and then you get a couple of veterans in the back end. Or you know, Crawford is a five, and you know if you do bring back Paxton, that that that, that gives you a chance to win most every night. So, yeah, Rob, what are your thoughts? What I think about for a Jesus Lazardo trade, if we're going with prospects, I could also see the Red Sox tossing in a guy like Nick York because he's a guy that always gets thrown in the trade packages. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Marlins ask for a major league-ready talent and something that I wouldn't be surprised at the Red Sox trade off. And I see this a lot on Twitter. Jaron Duran being included in a trade. I mean, he's like one of the – he's obviously major league-ready and he shows glimpses of greatness. And I know Justin's shaking his head because he's a big Duran guy, but I think the Marlins could use him too because then they can move Jazz Chisholm back to the infield. He doesn't look good in the outfield there. But like we were saying about the rotation, that is a big upgrade to the rotation because then you get Lazardo. You know, if we also pick up James Paxson, we could also test the option of running a six-man rotation, which hasn't been done in Major League Baseball a lot. But I mean, running a six-man rotation gets, is a good and a bad thing. It's good because it allows pitchers to get more rest, but also at the same time, it's also bad because if the pitchers get more rest, then they're going to be kind of like rusty because an extra rest day kind of throws off the schedule. But it'd be also good, but that also means that you could probably toss Chris Sale into the bullpen instead, like he started with his career with the White Sox, which I think is more beneficial now due to him getting older and him with his injury problems. But 
yeah, definitely I could see them throwing in Nick York or maybe even Sedan Raffaella. But yeah, I could definitely see them tossing in Jaron Duran in a package to get Lazardo. Hey, if you yeah, trade uh, Jensen, man, you put Chris Sale in that closer role. I love it. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I just want to interject. Oh, no. There. No, no, go ahead. Uh, DC, you know exactly what, what what I said there. And I've always wanted Sale in the bullpen, uh, you know, for the past couple of years. Less uh, innings on his arm, you know, less chance of being injured. A closer role, we've even talked about that when we, you know, when we are at work. I think he even has – he just has that mentality too. I think he, you know – he shows a lot of fire, and he's not, you know, he's not scared of the big moment. And like you said, it's a lot less on his arm um, as far as innings pitch. I don't know. I think it'd be yeah. cool. Uh, Judd says he wants Edward uh, Cabrera from the Marlins. Uh, I, I've liked him. Uh, I just would rather have Lazardo personally. And who I would give up, man, it, if we can – in my opinion, we can't give up Jaron Duran right now because then we have no true center fielder out there. Like, Abreu could play center field at Fenway, but I don't see that. I don't like uh, Rafael playing out there. I like him being playing shortstop, and I say trade Marcelo Meyer, uh, you know, while, while we can. Past couple years, he, he's having those wrist injuries where that, you know, he hasn't had a really good full minor league system. So, man, I'm just like, dude, if we could put uh, Trevor Story at second and then put Sedane Raphael at short, I think he could easily, you know, go in, into there. But I don't think we, we can trade Jaron Duran j- just for the fact, one, because Judd says so, and, and two is because, uh, you know, we're going to be needing a center fielder. Uh, does anybody know off the top of the head, Roman Anthony, what outfield does he play? Or, or is he He's a center fielder. He's a center fielder. Okay, see? You know, so uh, maybe use Jaron Duran as, as a trade, some trade bait, you know, next season, you know, possibly. Because uh, I honestly think Roman Anthony is going to be in starting double A. I think he's going he's gonna to play half the season in double A. Second half, he's going to come up to a triple A. Just so DC and I could can hang out with Roman Anthony uh, when they play the Rail Riders, so man, it's uh, I just sit there and think that he needs him and Kyle Teal are going to be on the same path, I think. And Teal is the only prospect I think right now, besides maybe a Roman Anthony, that I would not trade because I see Kyle Teal as the catcher of the future, and pitching is one thing to, to get. But I think a, a great catcher, like, is another that can that has the arm, that has the calling of the game, the defense, and the power of the bat. So, uh, I just want to put in there. I, I don't want to trade Roman Anthony. Anthony, I oh, just no, think no. that the Marlins are gonna are gonna ask for a guy like him or Meyer in that package for Luzardo. I mean, I I would personally go Meyer, trade him over Roman Anthony. I think Meyer is gonna have a great career. It's just, you know. To, you know, the year that Roman Anthony had, and then obviously the injury, you know, that mm-hmm. that Meyer, you know, faced too. I just want to put that yeah. on the record. I don't want to get eaten alive out there. No, and and as Jordan's just seen in Portland, uh, going to a lot of games, there's a lot of infield talent. Uh, Meredith is one that, that you were really big on, you know, that, that could easily fill, fill one of those spots in the infield. Um, what other prospects do we have down there, George? That you got, 
Yeah, my my draft. You've got uh, York, Meyer, uh, Blaze Jordan on the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's an infield on there that you know can certainly you know move themselves around. Uh, my draft is probably the the most versatile of the bunch because you know he can play you know second, third, and short. Um, so yeah, they've, they've got the they got the pieces there uh, to to move things around. I mean, Nick York has been classified as the second baseman of the future. Um, I do have one more possibility, and we were, I was floating this around with uh, you written DC earlier. I get this nagging feeling that the Red Sox would not be adverse to sending Trevor Story for a frontline pitcher. Now, is they're probably going to have to eat some money, and I think that Trevor Story and eating five million dollars of his contract, you know, might get just something. The question is, who's going to bite on that? You know, uh, he's due uh, twenty-two five this year and next year. Uh, in 25 and then in 26, he's got an opt out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, did you move me a year too early than a year too late? You know, he's had a tough time since he's been, since he's come to Boston, you know, maybe he's a change of scenery character and, and you give him the, you know, if you can get something of true value in terms of a start or of a starter, just got to find the right trade partner. I can see the Giants biting on him. I'm not going to lie. If they were, I'm wearing as I'm wearing a story jersey as I speak. I think the Giants are looking to make a big splash. And um, I love Trevor Story, but I think they are looking to make a splash. And I think if they were to trade for Trevor Story, they have the money. Clearly, they've you've seen them offer. I think Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, everybody in the off seasons, they're throwing money out, so they would be willing to take it. Plus, with Brandon Crawford leaving, they lost their franchise shortstop, obviously. So it wouldn't be a bad trade partner. Plus, the Giants got a lot of good young arms that they could probably trade with. I mean, if you throw in another prospect, maybe you can get Pry Logan Webb from them. It would be hard, but maybe you could do that. Or they have a lot of good arms, too. Webb would be an outstanding pickup, yeah. Well, and who else knows uh, the Giants, you know, system and, and who's who to try to pluck than, you know, Breslow out there. So, uh, DC, I'm, I'm looking over in the in the chat. And Jut is on board with us for sale going to the bullpen because he makes one heck of a point. Chris Sale is one for one in saves for the Red Sox. So, and and we all remember that one when the ironic, uh, the man that ended Petey's career went down to one knee and asked Chris Sale for forgiveness for the last out. So... Uh, and and us talking about Trevor's story here, Judd says, stop believing, uh, stop moving story and leave him alone. He just got a new elbow because he has to move the short because John Henry didn't want to pay another homegrown. So, and by him, he met Xander Bogarts. So he, he kind of, ha- kind of has a point there w- with that. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on here to. The next topic, once I figure out what it is. Anybody remember? Uh, I know there's a few of them. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Second base. Let, now, this here goes, uh, well, DC, you're going to finally eat me up 
for the entire season of this. But Alex Verdugo has some comments against Alex Cora. And they weren't very well received. So we're going to start with his initial comments. Uh, the blame game with Alex Cora. And then we're going to uh, we're going to approach and talk about a certain person uh, firing back, you know, because he's not superstar elite status that shut his mouth. So DC, let's start with you. Uh, you can you have the floor to uh, rip me a new one for Mr. Verdugo. He is who I thought he was the whole time. Um, obviously, I know he might he had a fractured relationship with Alex Core. Um, but you see the way Alex Cora handled it, you know, he thanked him, you know, he was class act all the way. And then Verdugo, without even being asked, you know, kind of threw him under the bus. Um, I think he's a big nerd. Never been a fan of Verdugo. Um, I know he had a hot start. I just, he just proved to me that he is who I thought he was. Um, at this point, you just move on. You know, I guess it does add fuel to the fire for the rivalry, you know, that hasn't really been there. So I guess that's good for the fans. And I think uh we have that guy now that we can really hate on that team since they lost like a rod, you know, and other guys. Um, but I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm glad he, you know, he's gone. I wish him the best, but I'm happy he's gone. Well, DC, I'm not going to go too finally, hard on you, big dog. I was say, I can finally agree with you on one thing. Since he has now had to shave his face, his face is ugly. So <laughs> OG George, uh, what were your thoughts when you heard Verdugo, uh, you know, pretty much throw him under the bus? He he flat out proved my point about him being about as immature as you can get. Um, he's a cement head. You know, he's, he's got a little bit of talent, but he's not a superstar. You know, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, he he just it's like he shot his way out of town. Okay. And then he rips his old manager. You know, how do you think how do you think that's gonna play, you know, in the you know, his new manager's office, who happens to be one of Cora's buddies? So yeah, he immature is all get out. Thank you for leaving. Have a nice career. And you know, maybe sooner or later you'll learn to shut your mouth. Yeah, definitely. Rob? Ooh. Um, so for those who don't know, I'm a big Mookie Betts fan, so this kind of hurts me to say see the, him go to the Yankees, and also seeing Jeter Downs go to the Yankees too. Ironically, um, I wasn't too fond of what he said about um Alex Cora. One, I I wanted to give Verdugo the benefit of the doubt because he has done big things for the Red Sox, won big hits and stuff like that. He's been a consistent player, but the thing is, when it comes to maturity, he didn't show much of it. Obviously, last year he got benched for not hustling, and I. Cora didn't air him out. He didn't say nothing about him. He didn't go like, oh, Verdugo wasn't hustling. He said he wasn't hustling, so that's why you're on the bench. Obviously, it's it's a decision. you got to hustle every play because you're trying to win ball games. And then that situation in July against the Blue Jays when he showed up a couple hours late, he, did, they, he didn't air him out. He didn't say, oh, he showed up late to the ballpark. They found that out. The media found that out. You didn't hear Alex Cora going, talking about it. And the bad mouth, the guy who hasn't said anything bad about you, it's kind of a bad look on you because Cora's done nothing but defend the guy, and he just wants the best version of Alex Verdugo, and it didn't work, unfortunately. I wish him nothing but the best, although I don't wish him the best in New York because, obviously, he's a Yankee, but it, I liked his passion, but 
maybe this guy is the start of reigniting this rivalry because we haven't seen a spark in the rivalry since 2018 with Joe Kelly Fight Club. So maybe this will spark something. Hey, I'm hoping so. Uh, But of all the people to respond to that, Papelvon, man, he just he just let it let it happen, like hundred percent. He you know saying he had to deal with Manny, and Manny being Manny was okay because Manny was a superstar. He said Verdugo, shut your mouth. You're not a superstar. You're not even an elite player. You know, uh, what do you guys think? Let's start with you, Rob, about what you thought on the uh the papal bonds comments back i personally love it because obviously jonathan papal is very passionate about this team and passionate about the sport of baseball but also we've seen in his playing career he rubbed heads with a lot of people especially like superstars like bryce harper for not hustling so maybe that's time back to like okay with bryce harper it was like Okay, he's not hustling. As you can tell, he was angry. But back in the day, Papelbon's very always been outspoken, and I think he he's right. He's standing up for Alex Cora, who again did nothing wrong and said nothing wrong about Alex Verdugo. And I like how he says, "If I played for him, I'd plunk him." Uh, that's definitely something Jonathan Papelbon would do. So I love that he's standing up for Cora, but also saying, "Hey, if I played for him, if I was one of you guys, I'd hit him." Uh, George, what do you think? Oh, perfect timing. I mean, it's it, it, it's classic Papelbon. He just, you know, it's like, just like, he's, as I said, you're not a superstar. Shut up. You know, go go away, little boy. Uh, and he's right. Yeah, he had to deal with Manny. I mean, you know, good Lord. But, yeah, uh, that was, that was like, perfect timing. And I hope, I hope Verdugo is watching and listening to that because, you know, I hope that's a wake-up call. DC. Yeah, I mean it's pretty par in the co- or par for the course for uh, Pavelbon, very fiery guy. I love it. Um, I think Pavelbon's awesome for the game of baseball. You know, awesome for that team, especially you know they needing his spark. Um, so you know, brings back the robbery. I love. I agree with everything you said. You know, I, and I hope uh, I hope Verdugo did see it, which I'm sure he did. I'm sure somebody showed it to him, and I think even you know he deserved it. Okay, guys, real quick, let's have some fun. If you had one player in our bullpen right now that we're playing the Yankees, Verdugo's batting leadoff, who who who's sitting there and getting him right to the ribs? Uh, let's start with you, George. Oh, wait, never mind. Rob's already got his answer. I got an answer locked in. It's Nick Pavetta. He's the guy. He's a definition of a guy who will go to war for his manager. I think Nick Pavetta's the guy who would drill him easily. George? Yeah, Pavetta won uh, sale 1A. DC. Yeah, I agree. I think Pavetta would be the guy. That'd be awesome to see. I mean, I would love to see Sale do it because that just means he's in the bullpen like I've been pulling for the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. Uh, uh, if Sale would do it, it, it would make a little more sense than Pavetta just because you got that lefty on lefty. And oh, I'm sorry, it, it was a little bit too inside. But but Pavetta, I can see him doing it. Be like. Yeah, see, you put me in the bullpen, and I still have your back, Cora. You know, kind of, kind of a thing, because we all know that Pavetta did not want to be a, in that bullpen whatsoever. But look what he did once he settled in. You know, he really locked in uh, and and continued to do what he what he uh, was meant to do. 
Uh, let's see here. So let's uh, let's go to who we think the odd outfielder out is going to be uh, in, in our outfield. You know, me personally, first, we're not even going to talk about Rep Snyder because I don't even think he even has a spot on this team overall, personally. But if if we had to get rid of and trade one outfielder, who would it be on our on our team right now? Uh, George, let's start with you. I, Judd, I, I apologize up front. I think it's Jaron Duran. Um, I his he, after his season of last year, and he just started to prove himself. I think that he becomes a very hot commodity, and his speed plays exceptionally well. Um, that's I, I honestly believe he's the he's very much the odd man out. So, uh, real real quick, Juts Juts uh, he's really in on this Trevor Story thing. So Juts says, "Stop! We're not trading Trevor Story. This will be Trevor's first legit season with the Red Sox." With a regular uh, spring training, with no lockout, no surgery. Okay, Judd's gonna say right now. Mark his words. Trevor Story will be a top fifteen MVP candidate. So, uh, if we could get him back to MVP caliber, Trevor Story, we already I already enjoyed his arm last year. Like it almost made me forget about all those errors that Kike and, you know, everybody else that tried to play shortstop did for the Red Sox when he came back. Like, I would love to have that, you know, caliber, because then it would give us another bat in the lineup to lock us in. So, Rob, who do you think is the odd outfielder out Again, Justin, I'm sorry, but it, it has to be Jaron Duran. I don't think they would trade Masataka Yoshida at all. If they were to sign a guy like Teoscar Hernandez, I think the ideal move would be to move Masataka Yoshida to DH because his defense in left field is not that good, and then put Teoscar either in left and right, and then Duran, sadly, got to be the odd man out. Okay, DC, DC, what about you, man? Sorry, I couldn't put my mouse. I'll mute it. No, I agree with everything Rob just said. Um, I said that actually in the uh, the chat before this. Um, you know, move Yoshida to the DH, put Teoscar out there. Um, but I do think Duran's value is just really high right now. Um, not saying he can't, you know, continue to do that. But I think you give Abreu, you know, more of a shot, you know, trade Duran um, while his stock's high. Sorry, Judd. I know you're probably not too happy. But but I do agree with the Trevor Story thing. I think uh, I think he has the, the ability to be, you know, he's shown he has been able to, you know, be – you know, top in the league, you know, hitting um, his defense is, was there when he came back. I think he's had some bad luck with some injuries. You know, his first year he got hit by that pitch and then obviously the other thing. But, uh, yeah. Man, John, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't I didn't bring you on here for them to sit there and, and just spitfire at you the whole time. I swear, Judd. But I will go for – I'm, I'm going to go to bat for you, Judd. I'm going to say move Yoshida to DH, keep Duran in center, and then we're going to have Hernandez in a left or right, 
and then Popeye in the other position. And I say we get rid of uh, Abreu. You know, uh, we, we got to keep the Smash Brothers intact. In you know, we can't sit there and get rid of Yoshida, Duran, uh, or O'Neal. So I, I'm saying Abreu is, is the odd man out. He showed that he can play all three positions. Just he just can't play Fenway Park center field. That's that's you know what we had two three people that can place uh, in in my lifetime Fenway Park center field really well. So uh, yeah. So let's go to second base potential candidates. We've got a whole bunch, you know. Uh, DC, I know I know you're sitting there really big. Uh, really, really big on a certain second baseman, but a guy to get a second chance to play second base. So let's see. Uh, let's start with you, DC. Who would you like to have as our second baseman? It could be a free agent, a trade candidate, or somebody we already have. So I've kind of. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Merrifield and, uh, you know, I've talked about if not him, Tim Anderson, but I wouldn't mind going for a uh, jury. I think uh, he, he shows he can hit some power on um, his average isn't too bad. You know, he can knock in some runs, get a trade and he's on a cheap contract. I think he uh, one more year it was like a two year, $17 million one. Um, I'd say him, you know, at first, but I like Whit Merrifield, man. I don't I don't get the hate with them. I think he's serviceable. Um, he'll steal some bags for you. Doesn't have any really any pop. You know anymore not that he really had that much but uh i i do like what Maryfield, but i wouldn't i wouldn't mind a brandon jury trade okay i i know i know mike on the pesky party hour he is huge on a trade for jonathan india from the reds to, to sure up second base uh i i think that might take a little bit more than what we're willing to give up to get india because he has a lot of years of control uh left for him yeah, that's what scares uh, George, me about him. Yeah, George, uh, what are your sit there and thoughts? Who would you want to play second base? I, I love the idea of Merrifield coming in. Um, I, I I don't see it. I honestly don't see the Reds giving up Jonathan India either. You know, they're 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 starting to you know come together as a team, and they're, they're, I I don't see them giving up on giving him away. Um, the idea of uh, Rosario coming in is growing on me a lot. Um, you know, he, I think he comes in at a, at a better price than you would get for a Tim Anderson or a Whit Merrifield. Um, can play second and short. Uh, you know, those interchangeable pieces are good. I think that he had a kind of down season last year, but, you know, for him, uh, but I think uh, the idea has grown on me a lot in the last week. I've been looking at the looking at his numbers and going, you know what? You know, classic change of scenery candidate, um, and is definitely an upgrade defensively. You know, he's not he's not super, but he's not you know he's not horrible either. Okay, Rob. So there's three options I think the Red Sox can go with. The first one is I'm going to stick to my guns. I've been saying it all the time. Tim Anderson, I think he's due for a bounce back. And now that the Red Sox got Giolito, they got one of his former teammates, maybe he can pull the strings and try and get him here. Another one I think would, will, will, not will, Wit 
with Merrifield because he could also have an option if you want to give one of those outfielders an off day. He could play a corner outfield spot. And then I think via the trade, I think one bat that excites me, and I think the Red Sox should do it, is with the Twins for Jorge Polanco. One, he's got a great bat and a great swing, but he's also a switch hitter. So he, obviously you could split up the lineup a lot better with a bunch of – because of the lineup's very left-handed heavy. So I like adding that right-handed power bat with Terry Oscar Hernandez if you do, and then signing a guy like Polanco who could switch hit. You could put a plug him in the middle of the lineup to split up the lineup. I think it'd be a good pickup. Okay, I I, I kind of I do like that Polanco, uh, for the reasons you said, but I I personally, if, if we can spend the money for starting pitching, get a right-handed power bat, I am happy and I can deal with. You know, uh, Pablo Reyes or uh, Valdez. You know, uh, neither one has really had a full season to play second base under their belt. Uh, And I think overall it's going to be, you know, a spring training battle between those two, uh, unless we bring someone else in to ensure that that second uh, base. The only thing is, is say we. Keep them both. Our bench is is pretty much full then, because you got our backup catcher. Because I really don't want to bring back Reese McGuire. Uh, we've got our fourth outfielder. You know, with with uh, with Rep Snyder, but if we if we sign Hernandez and don't trade an outfielder, then we got two outfield spots, because we got also got Tyler O'Neill. Then we got say Reyes is our second base. Then we got Valdez. Then who who do we got to give uh, Devers and Casas a day off? We all that we all heard uh, Alex Cora, you know, say that he he will. Oh man, I don't even want to say this out loud. He's willing to give Bobby Dahlbeck major league you know opportunity again. But I don't see that you know working out and, and being being a good a good fit for us. So our our bench is pretty much stacked uh, already. You know, well, what do you what are you thinking, George? On what what the Red Sox do to whittle this down? Um. Well, I've said it before. I'm I I, I think Del, I think Bobby's gone. I, I want him to go someplace where he can play every day and not sit on the bench. I think that, I think that that's going to ruin him. And he's as a platoon at, at first and third. No, I, I want him to get playing time. He deserves it. Um, yeah, it's it's a problem. I mean, you've got to find somebody that can, you know, spell, um, you know, Casas and and. That's why Turner. Uh, that's why bringing back Turner makes so much sense. Uh, you get leadership, you get toughness, and you know he, he can go play the corners as well in DH. Uh, yeah, I, I there's there's the solution to that problem. Right-handed yeah. bat, and you know he's your he's your backup. You know, he's not look. He's not going to be a Gold Glover at either position, but he's not going to hurt you either. So. Yeah, because because Reyes, you know, he he dabbled at first base a little bit last year. He played a little third base, but he's he's not either or uh, at all. So DC, uh, well, what are your thoughts then? 
No, I agree with everything George said. I think you got to you got to move Bobby Dalbeck, um, give him a chance to play somewhere. Um, that helps. Um, yeah, I don't really want to reiterate everything you said. I agree with everything George just said. Uh, I, don't I, 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 uh, I always said Bobby Dalbeck would look good in Miami. Yeah. So. Um, he strikes as a Miami guy, chilling he, on the beach. He does. I personally think, yeah, Bobby Dalbeck needs a chance to play. I mean, he's Kellen and Worcester, and I mean, any team would take a right-handed power bat, especially at first base any day of the week. And then another guy that popped into my mind, actually, to play second base, you guys might kill me for this one, but I would not be opposed to the Red Sox, at least on a one-year deal or a platoon situation, bringing no, back Kike Hernandez. I, I know you guys are going to hate me for that, but I it, I mean, he looked good at second base when he played for the Red Sox and the Dodgers this year there, so it wouldn't be a bad move. But yeah, if we're talking about trading off bench pieces, I would like to see them trade Dahlbeck because I want him to get an opportunity. He deserves an opportunity. And then trading Reese McGuire, I wouldn't mind them trading Reese McGuire off. He's a good bat, and every team needs a backup catcher, and I feel like that would also help maybe push the deal with the Marlins to get a pitcher even, too. Matt, uh there's a catcher that I wouldn't be too uh, – I, I would love to bring back. And the if the Twins with Vasquez, I, w- I was always a big, big Vazzy fan. You know, loved to call – how he called a game. Uh, the pitchers loved him there. I would love to bring Vasquez back as a backup catcher, you know, to help to help out a little bit. And just get rid of Reese McGuire, especially when our guy Mitch Garver, George, you know, he, he just recently got signed. So that, that took us right off the board. But, Rob, you got something? Oh, I think Justin said, you said, him and I had talked about this trade for months, a trade that would make a perfect sense. Well, is Casas or or Cease and Tim Anderson. Don't worry, Tim Anderson fits the mayor timeline. He's a free agent after 24, and Dylan Cease, a true number one and two years of control. I didn't even think of Dylan Cease. You're right, Justin. That's a good move. But um, the thing with the trade for Tim Anderson, now he's a free agent. But a Dylan Cease trade, I, I kind of like it, Justin. He's a he's the ace the Red Sox need. Man, I ha- okay, I have to listen about Dylan Cease all the time on the pesky party hour because that's what Mike Carista is always sitting there. We need to trade for Dylan Cease. We need to trade. I don't see it, but apparently he sees stuff in Dylan Cease that I don't particularly see, but maybe I'm just, he's been on a bad team. So maybe that's what I'm sitting there seeing, you know, looking at his numbers that way. So, but okay, guys, we're going to sit there and throw some, uh, Throw some final thoughts out there going around. And, guys, make sure you sit there and check us out tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. for uh, BSEN's roundtable where we're going to have all the the Boston sports uh, covered and talking about. But uh, let's start with you, D.C., uh, and, you know, for some final thoughts. Yeah, um, obviously, like I said earlier, very excited. We at least made a move of some sort. Giolito, I think, uh, I think he turns it around, and he's eater. He, uh, you know, has a velocity when he, you know, when he figures out that fastball, um, and it's a win-win either way. Um, now it's signed to Oscar, which uh, make a trade for another starter, you know, an ace. 
and then uh, see what happens. But I think, you know, things look a, little, a lot better than they did oh, even, you know, three, four hours ago. So let's just hope we keep this momentum, you know, and John Henry and Warner start uh, making some good moves. Yes. George, final thoughts. I think it's the, uh, finally the starting pitching logjam is starting to free up a little bit. Um, you know, I think I think as much as we all want Montgomery to be here, I just don't see it. We need another starting pitcher. Um, I think it's going to come via trade, and I hope that uh, the Sox are working diligently to make that happen. And uh, you know, I think that the rest of it will fall into place, but they need to take care of the pitching first. But it was this was an this is a good day. Uh, there's just no way around it. Finally, we have a legitimate starting pitcher. We've got you know, signing free agency. So, yeah, great day for the Red Sox. Rob? A great day for the Sox, indeed. We've been begging for a starting pitcher. We got a starting pitcher. What I think the Red Sox need to do now, like George said, make a trade for a pitcher, whether that's going to Miami for Lazardo or even going to last thought as well. I also thought of Corbin Burns with the Brewers, another good pitcher that the that is on the trade market too. And just signing that right-handed bat, Teoscar Hernandez, come to Boston, please. We're like homies now since he likes my tweet. We're like best friends. So come to Boston and we'll be good. Oh, so, guys, <clears throat> make sure you sit there and uh, check out our YouTube at BSEN617. Uh, follow us at Pesky underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, head on to our link tree. We have both of them now. We have our Boston BSEN one where you can find all of the podcasts that we have that cover the Celtics, cover the uh, Bruins, the Pats, and, of course, your Boston Red Sox. So Judd's final thoughts is uh, OG. He knows you have a connection with, uh, with Santa OG Claus. Can you tell him to send him uh, – Four billion. What? Four billion. I think is what he's trying to tell me. Billion. What, what, are you try, what are you trying to do? But jump by the Red Sox. I'll <laughs> see what I can do, buddy. Seeing is probably still sleeping after Christmas. So, well, guys, make sure you check out our live on our YouTube channel tomorrow night, the BSEN Roundtable. And also Sunday, when our guy from the Foxborough Fellows podcast, Pete Collins, goes head-to-head with our Dynasty Prouds, Alex, over the comment of real Patriots fans. Because a lot of those Patriots fans, they want them to tank. A real Patriots fan, Alex, saying, wouldn't want him to do so. But as for myself, DC, the OG, Rob, and our man Jut, till next time on the Pesky Podcast. Oh.